All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Hey, live episode. We got a, our uh, third musketeer with us today, Virgil Ray. Virg, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. All right. Let's hop right into it, y'all. Week 7 recap. 7 o'clock game, we had Squad 1 uh, versus Brand New. Squad 1 got the win, 102-95. Another quote-unquote close game on paper. Um, squad one, and you know what? I first of all, I want to apologize to Squad one because Marcus Hall told me he told me two weeks in a row now that they have been they were undefeated one season and lost in the playoffs that season that they lost to uh, the team chosen. I was like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up, and that was in fact the season that they lost. Uh, they only lost one game that season in the playoffs. So they actually have already gone undefeated in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So if they were able to get that done. Uh, next week, that would be the second time that they will go undefeated uh, in the regular season. But I think it's only happened seven times where a team has went undefeated from start to finish. Um, so they would be the eighth team to accomplish uh, that feat here regular in Houston. Season. Regular season. That's my whole season. Yeah. Ten and zero. Oh, ten and zero. Ten and zero. That's happened. That's happened seven times before. Mm. Uh, shout out to Pat. Life is good. He did it twice. Um, Pat's a legend. Yeah. All right, so uh, Squad One was able to get the win. Uh, Javon McCormick, fifty-point game. I believe he is the league leading scorer currently. I could be wrong. Uh, it's close right now between him and uh, and Brandon. I'm not sure exactly uh, who's leading that way, but I know he boosted up his average uh, after that fifty-point performance. Fifty points and a fifty PPR, uh, eight three-pointers. He's a tough, tough cover if he's hitting the three ball as well. I think the scouting report would tell you to turn him into a shooter because he's so athletic and so uh, capable of scoring while he's attacking the basket. But if he's going eight for 12 from three, there's really nothing you can do. He's You're pretty much at his mercy. And then you have him doing that. Then you have to worry about Jalen. Then you have to worry about Danny uh, crashing the boards. Anthony's uh, scoring and, and, and Swee's being a, a glue guy, just doing all the little things, making all the smart and right plays uh, for the team. So, I mean, this team is just really tough, man. Uh, Elijah did his best effort uh, to help Brand New uh, try to get a win, uh, scoring 36-10, and 10, his second week in a row uh, with over 30 points. But they just weren't, weren't able to, uh, to, to take out that juggernaut. I thought Jay Walk uh, didn't have his best performance shooting-wise, but uh, all in all, he did impact the game. He had nine rebounds, seven assists. But uh, I don't know, man. I think a couple more plays go their way. We might possibly be having a different conversation but the thing about squad one is they always match the other team's energy so uh, shout out to squad one yeah they're the one team that probably can honestly turn it on and off mm-hmm. uh and you know which isn't a good thing because i've told them in the past you know saying so you keep playing with fire you eventually get burned team chosen yeah and it eventually did happen to them that one time but the, if any team can do it they are the team that can do it uh just kind of looking at this i think you know Jay Walk has a better game. Uh, I think this is a better game. It, it, it was a good game, I think. Uh, but like I say, if he plays well, uh, to go along with Elijah was doing, to go along with Jeff was doing. Marcus played well. Marcus played well. Like I say, you, you, I think, you know, th- this is a game. Uh, but with that being said, like, look, squad ones, they're undefeated for a reason. Uh, they're defending champs for a reason. Um and he did all that without Marcus, too. Did all that without Marcus. And here's the scary part. I, I may have to reassess my original 
I've been saying for about a year and a half, well, a season and a half, not a year, about a season and a half now that uh, the most difficult guy in the league to guard is probably AD. I say he's probably the toughest guard in, in, the, in the league. But I might have to change that now because even at 5'10", 5'11", Javon might be the toughest guard in the league. I, I really may have to. You know, I, I like what the, the skills that AD has at his size, at 6'6", you know, being able to do the stuff he does. But looking at it now, man, He's been the most unguardable guy this season by far, I think. Uh, he he just, like you said, all right, make him a shooter. All right, play off. You have him. to do that. You have to do that. He hits eight threes. He goes eight for 12. Not, not only he hit eight threes, he goes eight for 12 from three. You know? so <laughs> he shoots at 67%. Yeah, he didn't go eight for, he didn't go eight for 20. And yeah. he missed his last two. Yeah, right. shooting yeah. half court. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, just, he's, probably, he's shooting almost 80% from right. three. And then, so now what, what happens? You start closing out on him. Then he blows by you. Uh, you put two people on him. He has the handle to be able to dribble between two and three people. Like, how do you guard him? And then the elevation at the room. Yeah. Then the elevation at the rim. We ain't talk about the athleticism. He'll miss a he'll miss a shot at the rim. Then all of a sudden you look up, he's over your head because he didn't jump to try yeah. to get his own rebound. <laughs> <The> double tap. <laughs> so, so he's he's become the most unguardable guy on the floor, and that's on a team that has Marcus Hall and Jalen on it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's become the most unguardable guy in the league. So uh, you know we still have a lot of season left. So I I, I may do we <laughs> <laughs> got one game. I may have to reassess this in two weeks, <laughs> but as of right now, I, I'm going to change my, my tone and say that he is the most unguardable guy in the league right now. I'm, I'm going to follow you and, and, and agree with that. And I think, I know we talked about AD being being uh, at least one of the most unguardable guys over there, but uh, I, I think the closest person to him will be his teammate. Uh, Jalen will yeah. be the next uh, more uh, most difficult guy to guard uh, as far as that goes. But yeah. uh, he, he he's impressive, man. And I, I can't say this enough. I, I don't recall that when we played against him, <laughs> coaching against him when he was in high school, like, like that, that explosion, like the handle, yes. Um, the shiftiness, by all means. Uh, of course, he wouldn't shoot it like that uh, or whatnot. But just just that explosion, that, that uh, athleticism is, is ridiculous, man. It's, it's a difficult matchup at all times. You talking about McCormick? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes. But but shout out to Brand New though, cause I do think they uh they put up a valiant effort, um, considering that, you know, they were supposed to get blown out this game. I think most people thought they were gonna get blown out, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're a bet man. You would say that they uh <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna go there. Had a bad weekend, y'all. Yeah. Had a bad weekend. <laughs> but go ahead. But no, I, I definitely think they uh they they lived up to whatever they they had plans on. I think they wanted this this game, and I think they showed up. I think so. You get a better game from Jay Walt, uh, it might be a different tune. This will be interesting in the playoffs, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got anything else, Bridge? Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I think the uh, Moselli is that how you say his name? Yeah. I, I think that, that might that might be interesting going down the stretch. How how, how he goes on because four block shots and nine rebounds in his in his in his debut or whatnot. I think he he may make a difference. <clears throat> Uh, once he actually knows how to, the team knows how to play with him yeah. and whatnot. So I think it, it should be interesting going down the stretch. All right, most interesting game of the night, Baybrook Boys versus the Bullets. Uh, Baybrook Boys, 123, Bullets, 106. And, uh, it wasn't even that close. No, it wasn't. Uh, they definitely made it interesting at the end. And, Sean, it was, it was funny. You said um, on the interview, you said one, 123 
uh, to the bullet seventy five. Did you I, say, I did? Yeah, you did. But I, I, I think you were looking at the uh, the halftime score. Yeah, I probably. But I was like, oh my god, I lost my fifty. <laughs> But, but yeah, it's it's all good. But yeah, so bullets. We, I don't want y'all to think that you know we. we... That, that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely how I feel. Now, Brandon himself pushing fifty points. Uh, finished with forty eight and eight. Man, I mean this guy ten for nineteen from three. Um, it, it was funny. I think uh, we asked this question. We posed the question: Has he had? A efficient shooting game yet this season, and the answer was no. Uh, leading up to this game, where he finally shot the ball extremely well, sixty-six percent overall, and ten for nineteen from three. Uh, if Brandon's gonna go ten, and he missed two free throws. That's tough. Could have made two free throws. That'd be good. But anyway, um, if he if he if he's gonna go ten for nineteen from three, I don't know how uh, you can compete with a team like this. They hit twenty-four threes. I'm not even sure what the record is for three pointers. Uh, that's the record. I'm, 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 I'm confident that's the record. We'd have to go back and look at every game. I think the NBA record is like 28, 27, 28. The Clippers, right? Yeah, that's the NBA record. So I'm sure that's the Cypress yeah, record. Yeah, got to be the Cypress record. <laughs> and that was the NBA threes. We don't play college three. Yeah. So um, 24 three pointers. And it's funny, they shot terrible from the free throw line. They were one for eight. But it doesn't matter when you're making 24 threes. Um, and I look at it, if you look at the bullets, uh, if you look at their numbers, I mean, 106 points. Shannon got 36. Sweat had 25 and 10. Uh, Drew, you know, he's, again, he's trying, to, he's, he's trying to find his way uh, to fit in with this team. 16 points. Larry, 14 points. Iso Johnny, going to probably need more from him. 15 points. You say, okay, well, what, what happened? The defense. The defense was absolutely terrible. They uh, baby boys were getting out of transition. They were making every three, and this is a shorthanded team. They didn't have Zach. They didn't have either Zach, and they didn't have Drake, and they were able to put up 123 points. Um, that's scary for the league. I think uh, baby boys. I know that they've taken some flack, especially from the last podcast, saying the value of their wins. And this is Sean's formula, everybody. Just so everybody knows, this is Sean's formula. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't value. Unquality wins. I look at I look at it as a win is a win. Sean does not value wins against bad teams. So, uh, Baby Boys have been on the fence for quite some time. I believe this win puts them at number two unquestionably. Uh, even with the record alone, I think they have the second best record in the league now. So, they're the number two team. Uh, spoiler alert for our for our power rankings. But uh, a team like this, they making shots like this, uh, and they don't even have a full team. I think the whole league is looking like okay. This team is for real. But we'll see because, I mean, they do have three losses. Right. And, uh, look, they, they came in motivated. They heard the podcast. And we're in the middle of the game. And, you know, <laughs> Kozar looks over at me and said, basically, you know, <laughs> and what you got to say now? This, yeah. this ain't, are, you are you convinced? Are you convinced? You know what I'm saying? Are you convinced? I, mess with, I was messing with Kozar. I'm like, man, y'all didn't look that good last week. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, am I convinced? After that performance, I would say yes. Considering that the Bullets beat them week one, for them to go in here and just destroy them, say they lost by, they beat them by 17. They really probably did beat them by 50. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Uh, they, they were just destroying them. And this is a team that had Shannon, Johnny, and everybody. <laughs> and and uh, BJ wasn't there. That's the one person. Yeah, BJ, and BJ wasn't there. And Drew, like, sweat. Like, they had their squad and they just got destroyed. Um, so. If anything, the, the league should take note. 
that this team is for real. Uh, they are a team to be reckoned with. And even with three losses, they have three quality losses, I think. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm talking about quality wins, you know, and I think they three losses they have are quality losses. So Bullets. Uh, bullets and squad one. Maybe. He lost to us too. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to call it that? Yeah. True that. True, true, true that. that. True that. Y'all are on a two game winning streak. Yeah. Man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just I, I I think that um, as as much of a critic I try to be for them, they're they play motivated mm-hmm. and they came out wanting to win this game. And now, I mean, do I really need to say anything for them to be motivated for this upcoming week? I mean, I think they got to just walk in motivated for this one. So, yeah. we'll see what happens. But they are for real. They are a threat. And squad one needs to be very careful. And uh, I would say the Bullets need to be very careful. But, now nah, Bullets might be done. They, they just, like, I might have called, like you said last year about the squad one. Like, <laughs> you can't say squad one's done. I, I'm going to go on and say, man, the Bullets might be done, man. They, they're... They don't have three pros. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, I think this is the type of game, and it's sad to say, this is the type of game that demoralizes your season. Like, yeah. it pretty much, it'll take you out. You lose a game like this, it'll make guys not even want to come back and play. Uh, you know, I can see Shannon being like, man, forget this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can see, you know, Johnny being like, man, forget all that. I ain't trying to. And I don't want guys to be like that because, you know, you you be looked at as a quitter. But, yeah. I mean, that's I definitely type. I definitely can see BJ being like whatever. <laughs> BJ does that with a team of seven and one. <laughs> Shout out to BJ. <laughs> Shout out to BJ. But uh, yeah, th- this is one of those games where I could easily see them shutting it down. Like you, you get your tail beat like that against a quality team. You definitely look on to the next game. Like, nah, it, 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 this ain't it. You know, and I hope it doesn't happen like that because at the end of the day. They're still a contender. I still think that now are they uh, number one, two, or three? I don't know, but they're there, you know. So I hope they don't shut it down. But this is definitely a game that can. I'm mean, look. I've coached teams like this. You had a bad loss to a team that you probably feel like you should compete against, and you shut it down. Yeah. You know. So uh, I don't know if they need to say this week to kind of get their mind right, but they need to finish the season strong. Yeah. And this is all with Bradley George. Only having six points. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, some might argue he's the best player on that team. Yeah. I know. Uh, I was going to say that, yeah, the, the, the 24 threes is super impressive. But the number that impressed me even more was not more, even more, but just as much as the 26 assists. Yeah, I know he was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and That's his stat right they, there. They had 17 at half. Yeah. They yeah. had 16 threes and 17 assists at halftime. That ball was hopping around. Uh huh. Like that. I mean, the rest of the league should be put on notice because of that. Uh, difficult right there. Yeah. Johnny only getting 11 shots. I think that's indicative of, of Baybrook's uh, team defense as well, uh, not not allowing him just to get to the paint and, uh, and, and get his his ISO going or whatnot. I, I think uh, that they rotated enough to make him have to come off the ball more. And they spread the game up. Mm-hmm. His game is more half court. Yeah. Well, this is a game they have to lean on, and they're still learning. They had to lean on Drew this game. I think yeah, he had the, the probably the one probably matchup that probably could have been uh, exploited. And I think again, would he get eleven shots up? Yeah. yeah. I mean, at one point they they fit him. They, they yeah. went to the wheel like three four times in a row. But I think he got to a point where like, okay, even when Drew goes three for four, that's six points. And they going four for four from three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just not gonna it's not gonna add up. Yeah. Yeah. It. it, it I mean, look. It, 
it's a puzzle. You gotta figure it out. You know what I'm saying? You gotta put the pieces together. But uh, let's hope that this isn't the end of the bullets because right now it feels like it. Yeah. And they're the longest standing franchise, man. We can't, y'all can't go out like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, nine o'clock game, Minnesota Society versus 3ND. 3ND got the win 79 73. Um, before I get into the game, I just want to talk about Minnesota Society for a second. You want to talk about a team that just fell from the face of the earth. I've never seen any, I've never seen a collapse like this from a team that's kind of seemed promising. Um, they started off two and one, and they haven't won a game since, right? But just forget about not winning the game since. Look at the way they've been losing their last four games. The uh, the two games previously before their last two um, were blowouts, not even close, not even competitive. Then their last two games, they lost games that they should have probably won, but it came down to decision making. Um, Hell, last week the team turned on each other. They were all arguing and bickering uh, between timeouts, between possessions. Uh, you had defensive three seconds, uh, delay of games, unnecessary fouls, just just bad basketball. And then this week, team had uh, was was pretty much in control of the game, and then all just crumbled in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know what's going on, Miss Society, but it's not a good look. Um, they do have a, a humongous game uh, this week on Wednesday um, for seeding. It can definitely change the, the outlook of the playoffs as far as seeding goes. But if they were to lose, um, that would not be good for them because they would probably be matched up with uh, the number three seed, who we still don't know who it is yet. Yeah. So um, I just I, I don't see any – I can't say I, I don't see any hope for this team right now. Like They haven't shown me anything to where I would be like, okay, they can take something from that and it will carry over to the next game. Everything has been bad energy uh, each week. And I even saw before the game, they prayed before the game. So I thought that was a good sign. Uh, they definitely helped them. It was a good start. But this team, even with the prayer before the game, it just seems like they're still not together. There's something missing. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of seeding, I think three through six uh, is going to be interesting because I think all those teams are evenly matched. Yeah. Three, four, five, and six. So I think any of those games go either way. It's just really about who you're going to play after you win your game, your three, six, four, five game, really. But uh, speaking of men's society, I mean, hey, look, they, they're talented enough to be able to compete. They're, they're like I said, they just, I think they, because I actually, the last two weeks I actually felt like early in games they've actually moved the ball well. And you can tell guys are trying to pass the ball mm-hmm. or guys are trying to cut. Guys are trying to get guys up, you know. But then as the, the longer the game goes, it kind of, you kind of, go into your shell and go revert back to what you know. And I think that's when the issues happen. Because at the end of the day, they were beating y'all for, what, three quarters, basically. Yeah, we just came back and forth. Yeah, yeah, they were beating y'all for three quarters before I even walked out there and I told Virgil, I was like, Kid, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's his exact words. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Because you talk about a team that's been struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Lost three in a row coming into the day, and we were losing. Yeah, and, and through three quarters, they were handling you guys. And then, like I say, in the fourth, it kind of falls apart. That y'all were more uh, together. Yeah. Y'all played more for each other, and which is funny to say about y'all because that was something y'all were struggling with a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, and that was the team that ended up winning in the end. Um, and so I, I think Grandel had a lot of time. But the stuff that needs to be fixed can be fixed if they want it to be fixed. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. That that that's the thing. If they want it to be fixed, and if they really want to win, because at the end of the day, you might want to. You might be here to score a lot of points. You might be here to look at your stats. Yeah. You might be here to well, whatever for whatever your reason for being here is your reason for being here. But I think if you want to win, you will do the necessary things and sacrifice certain parts of your game to make sure that the team wins. And I think. Like I said, over the next couple of weeks, they'll be playing against teams they compete against. If I feel like they make the necessary changes in their game, they should win. Because they're losing close games the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's things that can be fixed, definitely. Uh, as far as uh, you guys, uh, y'all, like I said, y'all were the team that was a little bit more together. I actually saw, which is a good sign for y'all, ADB aggressive. I haven't seen them show that level of aggression on offense. On both ends. On bo- well, yeah. Now I think they had six blocks mm-hmm. uh, on both ends, offensively and def- defensively, all season. First time I've seen him play from period one all the way to period four and be aggressive on offense and defense all season. If he does that to go along with what – because Jeremy's going to bring it every game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike's going to pretty much bring it every game. Uh, Demo's going to bring it every game. You'll bring it every game. Uh, if AD does that, I mean, y'all are tough out for anybody, uh, even squad one. Uh, we saw that. You know, y'all lost squad one, but only by a position or two. So, uh I most definitely feel like you guys uh, have played a lot better and played together this last couple of weeks than more than and you have all season. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the AD uh, being assertive on both ends was, was huge. Uh, I know kind of start, started this, this game out talking about, about the Minnesota Society. I'm looking at that 2.9 right there, man. At 2.9, at 2.9 PPR. I haven't paid attention to it all, all season, but I, I paid attention to, to as the game went along that game. When your guy, when your your person who's handling the ball the most, the two guys who's handling the ball the most combined for one assist, it's, it's going to be difficult to win any 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 night, any night. And so, who was handling the ball the most? I mean, I, I would like for them to figure that out, but I mean, <laughs> okay. uh, it's, it's probably easy to, to, to look <laughs> within yourself and know who has the ball. Shane's not a ball handler. Uh, uh, DJ didn't have the ball that much, and. Uh, and Jalen is more of a, of a, of a, a slasher, so yeah. you get it figured out. DJ DJ didn't have the ball that much to let the team score. Yep. And he played his best game. Eight, eight for 14, he shot very efficiently or whatnot. Uh, two of them, he, he felt like he probably had some contact that, that probably felt like he should have made it or got, got to the line on those as well. Yeah. But two guys with the ball a lot, not, not moving around. And the, you know, I, I want to give a shout-out to Angelo because for the, for the most part this season, he has actually – had some assists. He has moved the ball really well, but not so him and the other guy. Not so uh, yeah. last game. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's all said and done, they still led the game through three quarters. When it's all said and done, they, they still led the game through three three quarters. And the the uh, AD assertiveness. I'm not, I'm not gonna say aggressive. I can't, I can't. I'm having a hard time using that word. <laughs> I'm gonna say assertiveness from AD. Was 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 the big difference as yeah. far as I'm concerned. That's probably actually a better. Yeah, 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 I like that. I like that more too. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our Week 7 Player of the Week. None other than Javon McCormick, 50 points. Anytime you see 50 points um, on the on the ballot as far as who should be Player of the Week, you're going to tend to lean that way. I think it was only one time where that didn't happen. Uh, Rashawn. Yeah, Rashawn. At a 50-point game, <laughs> nobody voted. They were just hating on him. That's it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so McCormick, well-deserved player of the week. So we, we looked it up. He's actually second 
uh, in scoring still. Brandon still leads him 36 to 32. But the thing about this is this is not the NBA where you play a full 82 game season. Uh, seven games is a small sample size. So anything can happen. You have a bad game, another person has a good game, you can jump them just like that. Uh, NBA, you got to score a lot of points. And another person has to have a terrible game if you, it's a four-point difference. Yeah. I don't think it's possible still. They'd have to have, like, zero points. You'd have to have, like, 80 points. they got to have, like, a two-week stretch of bad games. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's just not enough. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, he's still in range to win the scoring title. But uh, right now, uh, and they will match up. Yeah. Uh, speaking right. of, the two guys on the ballot. Uh, but 47%, Brandon and AD both had uh, 26 and 27%. So, uh, well-deserved for, uh, for Javon. Nah, I mean, well-deserved. It's going to be his second one this season, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be his second one this season. Uh, I mean, he's he's making a really good run for uh, MVP right now. Uh, he's been the uh, most dominant player on the most dominant team. Uh, so he's making a really, 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 really good push and for him to have this kind of game towards the end of the season against a team that was giving him a run. Uh, yeah. He had those, those 50 points were needed. Uh, so... Uh, big game for him. Uh, shout out to Brandon Irving, who also had a great game. Uh, and smack around the bullets, but uh, <laughs> I'm just it's it's about uh, it's about Javon. He he's been amazing. He's consistently been amazing for two seasons now, and uh, he's definitely taking his game to the next level. That guy's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our Week 8 Power Rankings. A uh, little bit of shifting this week. It was some losses, some meaningful losses. So uh, we're going to have to move some things around this time. I think the last two weeks, uh, the Power Rankings have stayed the same in terms of uh, everyone's position. But uh, let's start from the top. For me, I got squad one, uh, number one, 7-0. and No need to state the obvious. Number two, I think Baber Boys, after their great performance against the Bullets, I will put them in number two. Uh, number three, I'm actually going to go with my team. We'll go three and D. We're, we're, we're pretty hot right now. Uh, two wins in a row. <clears throat> we're not in the third seed technically because the Bullets did beat us. So, uh, But as far as power rankings go, I think the Bullets have been sliding. Um, I think we've been uh, playing well, so I'll put us at three. I'll put the Bullets. Ooh. Oh, wow. No, I'm going to put brand new. I'm actually going to put brand new. At number four, uh, they played. I thought they played squad one pretty well, and that was good enough for me. Uh, I will put the bullets at five. Mm. Um, they've not looked good as of late. They've had uh, a bad loss this week, a bad loss the week before. Um, so I believe they're on a two-game losing streak. And then I got Minnesota Society, who's looked the worst uh, <laughs> in the league right now. Um, blowing games, getting blown out. It just hasn't looked good for them right now. Uh, hopefully the team uh, can get it together uh, to, to end the season. I'm not going to root for anybody in the playoffs. Root for my team. So that's what I got. Uh, you know what's crazy? Because of how things may shake up this week. Literally two through six all flip each other because <laughs> everything is so close right now. Uh, I think Braybrook locked up number two seed, though. Uh, because they oh, because they blew out because the they blew out the bullets. Yeah. yeah, they blew them out. So, so three through six can change. Yeah, everything can change. Yeah, three through six can change. But yeah, with them blowing out, if the game was close with the bullets, if it was within four or five points, yeah, they could still flip. But with them blowing them out this week, 
yeah, they they pretty much locked up their second spot. So two teams Unless, can finish. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true because if the Bullets win and Baybrook loses. They'll be four and four. They got the record over them. Baybrook has. Oh no, they'll be four. Yeah, my bad. I'm looking. I'm looking at it differently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, no, they have it locked up. They do have the second city locked up, which means they'll, they'll get a buy. Mm-hmm. They'll get a buy. Uh, but um, two teams can be four and four, and two teams could be three and five. Three and five. Yeah, it's it's all really close. Well, no, not who's the Minnesota play? They play brand new. Brand new. So, so they, three they and five. So two. the loser of that game is six. It's gonna be in last place. Somebody's gonna be two and six. Yeah, they'll be in last place. So the brand new miss. It's and look, guys. I, I really don't know what teams are before season starts, but for whatever reason, the schedule always works out like this: where the top team always plays the top yeah. team, yeah. and the bottom teams always play the bottom teams, and the teams that are in the middle always end up playing each other. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a magician and I can just figure it out that way, but it always ends up happening that way. That's why the Bulls always used to play end up playing boot gang always towards the end of the season. Cause, yeah. But anyways. Um, yeah, it, it's just considering everything, I'm gonna have to agree with you, Kev. Like one through six, I think you hit it on the head. Yeah, uh, I, I think the Bulls are fifth right now using the the Sean formula. They're using the Sean formula because <laughs> uh, it wasn't that they lost Baybro. I could have took them losing Baybro, but like they were, they that's, were, that's they look done. Yeah, be honest with you, they look as I ain't trying to be funny. I, you know what? The Bulls are six. The Bulls are gonna be six, and I'm putting Minnesota at five. Really? Yes. The, the but that's how bad they look. I wouldn't go that far because the Minnesota is looked awful. No, I'm gonna go that far because <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, Minnesota lost by six, and they were winning the majority of the game. And even last week against Squad One, they still only lose by four or five points. Yeah, did. You know, the Bullets got absolutely dismantled by Baybrook. Like I say, they lost by seventeen, but it looked like they lost by fifty. That's how sad they look. I'm gonna actually put them at six. Everything else is the same, but uh, you flip those two. Yeah, you'll flip those two. They'll be six. I got Miss Side at five because I think stuff Miss Side is dealing with it could be fixed if they if they choose to fix it. Mm. And that's a big if. Mm. Uh, but the Bullets might be done. Like that. That's how bad they look. They may be done. I might have to pull a Kevin and say they're they're done. <laughs> hey, hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> Not giving y'all no ammunition. None. <laughs> they, but they 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 seriously look like that. It might be done. Uh, four. Uh, you you had uh no you had you three and D at three right yeah uh yeah Baybrook at two and, and squad one and one. I mean I think I don't really have more to say but those bottom teams that yeah I, I think three and D has looked the best over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. But the bullets are six. <laughs> Reiterate that. Yeah. They they look pretty bad right now, man. Considering their talent, they're definitely at six. Mm. I mean, at first I was completely with Kev, exactly in order one through six. I'm gonna go ahead and just start at three. One and two is is, is kind of clear. Mm. Uh, not kind of clear. Completely clear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at these graphics though. I like the graphics for these uh, teams or whatnot. But uh, three. I'm gonna go three and D number three. Um, I'm also gonna go with. Um, ah, That's brand new. tricky. I'm gonna go with brand uh, brand new number four. Mm-hmm. And I I did have minutes because they they seem to be a dysfunctional group right now. But they considered. I thought three and D played very well, and the minutes were still leading them the entire game. 
Yeah. So, so their problems are fixable. Like Sean say, if they choose to fix them, but I'm not even gonna say that. I must. I, I think they don't realize what their problems are. I I, I think that that. Are we sure about that? I, I think one person realizes it. The, 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 <laughs> I think the elder son's statement knows. He knows what's wrong with the team. Uh, okay. But I think uh, the younger guys do not know what's wrong with the team. Uh, Good point. But the bullets, just based off of what they have, though, just just based off of their talent alone, I got to put them in five. I'm gonna go with Minnesota number, number six. And I go with bullets with five. Okay. I still think they're done. <laughs> Damn. I didn't say that, guys. I did. <laughs> no ammunition for me. None, none, none. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay. So. Our predictions, and we're getting close to playoffs too. So um, I can't wait for those those picks next week. All right, so we got uh, Bullets versus Three and D, seven o'clock game. Haven't had a seven o'clock game in a while. Picked the perfect week for that. We're on spring break, so everyone should be on time. Shouldn't be no issues. Uh, I might get there early so I can get some shots up. Um, I'm just gonna pick my team to win just because I believe in in what we're doing right now, and I think uh, the Bullets are struggling right now. Um, if it was a week. For them to get well, it would be against my team because uh, historically, <laughs> I've found a way to, to to put a battery in their in their in their backpack and and get them going. But I'm not doing that this time. Uh, I'm not doing that. We're just we're, we're focused. I think my team uh, we're, we're a little more hungry than the Bullets, and I, I'm I'm gonna pick us to win the game, a high scoring game because that's just been the way they've been playing. So I'm gonna say we win um, 97 to 92. So, probably should pick against your team because, because now y'all probably will. And it's bad. as hard as I've been on the Bulls, y'all probably lose to them now because uh, <laughs> just because you said y'all will win. But I'm agree with you, though. Um, yeah, I'm just very disappointed. They were <laughs> last week, so. <laughs> I would be surprised. Like I said, I think they're done, man. So, I, I would be surprised. I, I got y'all winning double digits. I got 97-85. You never pick a spread that big. <laughs> well, Bullets are going to be mad at me then. I'm about to, I'm about to make it 3 and 0. Three for I, I, I think 3 and D wins. I can't wait to see Jeremy against against Johnny. I cannot wait to see that, uh, considering what happened the first time around. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see that. And I'm going to even go further and say, now, not only do I, I have, have uh, 3 and D winning, I'm going to go with a lower scoring game, though. I'm going to go with. 88 to 80. But I'm also going to say if AD can put together a game, anything similar to the last game, I think 3 and D go all the way to the championship. Ooh. Hey, I like if that. He, if he can put two in a row together like that, I think he, I think he keeps going. I think the, 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 the Shannon versus uh, AD matchup would be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Shannon found out. <laughs> you know, right? yeah. Shannon found out. <laughs> Trying to hold him. Too flat on the on, on the reach. Too flat footed on the reach. No. Okay. You better meet him at the room. That's that's we got the best shot at meet him at the room. Okay. Okay. All right, Shannon. Mm. Challenge challenge laid down, Shannon. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh Baybrook Boys versus Squad One. The eight o'clock is the primetime game. We haven't had any very good primetime games this season. Right, let me, let's go through these primetime games real quick before we even do that. Uh brand new versus three and D. Eighty three to 90, Baby Boys versus Brand New, 102 to uh, 68. Men's Society versus Brand New, 83-79. Okay, that was a decent one. 
3 and D versus brand new. That was our game. Terrible. Uh, 113 to 81. 3 and D versus squad one. 84 90. That game was kind of interesting. Okay, there we go. Brand new versus the Bullets. 85 82. That was a good one. Uh, and then last week was the stinker. Uh, 123 106. <laughs> so this week, primetime game. This is probably the best one. Sean, I think, I think uh, once again, the mad genius. Uh, <laughs> Baby Boy versus Squad One, one versus two. Baby Boys are starting to shine a little bit. They starting to look good. Uh, squad One uh, again has done this before. They finished the season eight and zero, but never ten and zero. That's something that's in the back of their mind. I'm sure. Um, I, again, if they were to lose this game somehow, if anything, that's going to uh, motivate them and uh, and really get them locked in uh, when the playoffs come. But uh, Baby Boys, they, they they better be careful. And I think Squad 1 also better be careful. Both these teams are dangerous. So I really don't know who's going to win this game, but I'm going to ride with Squad 1 just because they are the hottest team in the league, and it seems like they just find a way um, regardless uh, to who's out there. And, and I'll, although the games have been close, I'm going to pick this one. I say they win convincingly. I'm going to say they're going to win uh, 102-94. Uh, I never do this, but uh, I'm picking against squad one on the simple fact of, I, I, you know, you play a fire long enough, eventually you get burned. And mm. I just think that uh, even though they do uh, rise to the occasion in most of these games, I think they get a slow start again. Because remember, they got a slow start against them last time, and yeah. then came back. Uh, beating by they, ten last time. Yeah, ended up beating by ten, but they was down like seventeen to four or something like that to start the game off. Mm-hmm. They do that again, I think they're losing. And I just think that at the beginning of the games, they're just not. They just feel like they can just turn it on, and I just think this is a game that'll catch up with them. And with a motivated Baybrook coming in here, I, I just think that yeah, I, I think they catch them, and uh, this will be a ninety-two to eighty-eight. Nah, I'm going 102 to 98. It's a very high scoring game. 102 to 98. Uh, Baby Rook. Mm. In this one. I haven't speaked. I don't think I picked this squad one all season, but this is going to be the first time. I'm going to second shine. Uh, but I am going to say this. I think it's the best thing that could possibly happen in squad one. Yeah. Losing the regular season. Uh, but uh, between how Baby Rook uh, came in on a mission last week and how. Uh, squad one has a tendency to get bored uh, in, in games. I, I think this. I think this is the one. This, this is the one where um, where the boredom uh, catches a hot team, and it, it's yes, they'll make a run at the end, uh, but I think it'll be a little too late. And um, it's more specifically, I think Baybrook uh, finds a way to exploit some of the. Footwork defensive matchups that that uh, squad one has. I, I, I'll let Gooseby and uh, and, uh, and Swedes get on me later on about it, uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, but I, <laughs> but I, I do think that it's going to be a, a high scoring game. I'm gonna go with Baby Boys 108, squad one 101. Mm. Mm. High scoring, definitely. All right, let's move on to our final topic of the day. We got uh, movie reviews. All right, movie review time. We're going to do our, uh, our format a little different this time. So we got, I'm going to review Gridiron Gang. Sean, you're going to review 
uh, Varsity Blues and Verge. Which one do you want to comment on? Just gonna comment. All right, just gonna comment. comment. All right, so Gridiron Gang. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. He, he's well into his uh, his acting. Um, still early. I think around this time uh, he still had a flat top. So yeah, this this yeah, was yeah. still this was early. Uh, he was hanging on to his hair. He was hanging on. He was hanging yeah. on. Um, Two thousand six. The box office. I mean, well, the budget. Excuse me, thirty million. I don't understand how a movie like that is thirty million dollars. That's got to be. Um, I'm thinking the payout for the actors, and because like if you look at that movie, they were literally on the practice field. They might have had a game. Um, they were at a school. Like the budget should not have been that high. So I'm assuming that the budget. They're including that budget into dispersing the money to the actors. They probably production costs too. You just never know what production costs and, and cameras and all this stuff. So like box that. office, they only made forty one. So they say, I mean, it made eleven million dollars, but at the end of the day, that's that'd be considered a box office bust, probably. Yeah, I mean, two thousand six, a movie like that. Yeah, I, I don't really know what they were going for. I don't know what the goal was. Maybe it was sixty, maybe to double their, you yeah. know, double their budget. But uh, I did enjoy the movie. I thought it was a good movie. Um, probably top, I would put it close to top five. I would probably put it like right at seven. Uh, top five, uh, well, excuse me, top seven uh, football movies of all time. I thought um, I'd have to go back and look at the archive. But I got, I got it up there pretty high. Mm-hmm. It's pretty high. Um, I thought Dwayne did good. I thought it was some great actors. Uh, Exhibit, you know, he's been in, the, in, in a few films at the time. I remember him in uh, The Wash. Yeah. Uh, he was in that movie. He made a caveat in that movie. Um, uh, this one, Gridiron Gang. A um, lot of no-name actors in this one. Um, but it was an emotional movie. You, you talk about uh, kids, uh, inner-city kids that that, that are, um, you know, socially, economically disadvantaged, uh, dealing with all those things, uh, gang violence, um, bringing all those people together, kind of similar to how we talked about with, um, you know, in a different aspect, how we talked about... Uh, Based on a true story too. It is based on a true story. They said that at the end of the movie. Uh, what's the movie we did last week? Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. We we bring races together. This one was different. You bring gangs together. Mm-hmm. Uh, gangs from opposite sides. And the Rock's vision was to bring the community together. Uh, whether you know they they didn't see the differences, uh, but he made it work. Um, and I, I thought it was a, I thought it was an emotional movie. I thought uh, that there was a lot of things when I watch these movies that involve coaching. I always try to take something from that movie and implement it in my own. Uh, even though it is just a movie, like you can take little pieces, like oh, I like that, you know, I didn't never thought about that. So um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, um, I thought it was very, very uh, touching movie. I know it came out in two thousand six. Um, a lot of violence, a lot of fighting. Uh, you know, football is a violent sport, so I can see how those two tie together. But uh, I, I, I liked the movie. I thought uh, it was one of the Rock's uh, better performances. I, um, I enjoyed the movie as well. Um, I don't know about the top seven. I, I would have yeah. to. I have to look at it again. Just, I got to create my list again just to see what it's talking about. Uh, I mean, like just think, thinking about it, whatnot. I can and, give you the list at the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I and I, I do like um, um, like did you say like you grab a little bit from from, from movies of like, and sometimes you, you get a surprise here and there. I, I know I grabbed one time from from the movie Pride, a swim mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. Uh, about the when your legs give out, run with your heart. I know I pulled that out uh, as far as that goes. But I, I enjoyed it. Uh, my favorite character was probably the Willie Kid, uh, whatnot. Uh, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it, man. Um, I, I can say that uh, Exhibit, uh, he goes down, he's definitely a top 15, maybe top 12 as far as my former rappers, or excuse me, rappers become uh, actors. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think he's he's come a long way as far eight as Eight miles, I've got about eight miles. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's a... Uh, 
Not bad at all, as far as they go. Uh, my, my favorite emotional part of the movie is when, when Big Fella came in with his injury, mm-hmm. when he when he when he found found the uh, pads and came out there just to go block or whatnot. I, I enjoyed that part right there. But yeah, I liked the movie. I did, I definitely did. I also like the part where uh, where they all came together when uh, they wanted water and they was like, no, uh, keep going, keep going. And they were like, well, I ain't going in. And everyone all came together. And Rock was like, hey, they came together. Yeah. You know, that's a good one. That's a good piece of it. Yeah, uh, I'll do Varsity Blues. Obviously, uh, I mean, well, it's one of my favorite football movies ever. Actually, and it kind of it's a uh, it, it was kind of during that teen nineties teen heartthrob thing, uh, like James Van Der Beek. I think it was like Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Yeah. He was a, that was what he was famous for. Yeah, uh, and it was kind of around that time. This is when like uh, the Backstreet Boys and Sync and Britney Spears are all kind of so it's kind of all mixes all into that all together. Yeah. Uh, and made a, a bridge move not only for the time but it's uh, very true. If you have been to like um, this is like the you want to say like a prequel to uh, was it Sunday Night Lights? Yeah. It's, it's almost kind of the same thing, same formula. Right. Uh, the Friday. Sunday night light, well, Friday night lights. Friday night lights, yeah, so, yeah, Friday night lights. My bad. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, James Van Der Beek. Uh, what's my guy? Uh, Fast and Furious. He's the, he's the, the man. Oh yeah, um, uh, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. He, he was the, the he was starting quarterback. Starting quarterback, and then uh, obviously you know the kind of not quite Rudy, but the type of story where kind of the underdog comes in, the backup quarterback, the most beloved guy on the team, always uses like the backup quarterback. You yeah. know that you went to NL. It's always. <laughs> Uh, you know, the most beloved guy on the team, backup quarterback, comes in, uh, and then it kind of takes the team to uh, the next level or whatnot. Um, they were actually a team that actually won. Uh, they were a winning team already with him uh, and taking a couple of L's. Uh, and it kind of gets into, you know, some racist uh, epithets, too, at certain parts of the movie uh, with, obviously, like, the, the most a- a- athletic guy on the team being a black guy who's the yeah. running back, who probably at the end of the day... Token position. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, oh, probably, he probably the best player, too, yeah. truth, truth be told. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, you kind of have the, the old-school coach who has an old-school way of doing things and been there for 30 years and... Uh, and kind of just my team, my team, right? Yeah. And kind of just really rise the guys, coach the guys, dads, uh, and, and yeah. So it kind of gives you like a that that West Texas country feeling to uh, what football is here in Texas. Um, I actually went to school in East Texas. Uh, I went to SFA, so I used to kind of go to like uh, Lufkin football games. Um, and I think Des Bryant actually was there. I think yeah, they had a quarterback there too. It was, it was after Reggie Neal though. Mm-hmm. Well, and he was like a big recruit at the time. I remember going to watch them, and I just remember how it just really reminded me of how like Varsity Blues was, and uh, and of course, you know, the guys get into a lot of trouble, and the city takes up for them. Yeah, and uh, it's funny when I think about it now. It's like seventeen, eighteen year old guys drinking. <laughs> it's <laughs> high school, man. In high school, right? Having naked <laughs> sex parties, and then the city covering it up for them, yeah. and they're not getting in trouble. Yeah, you know, uh, for a lot of stuff and antics they're doing. Uh, and all he talks about uh, teenage sex and a lot of things that like a lot of teenagers deal with uh, kind of coming up, uh, period. Not even just in like West Texas, but just period. So uh, and Billy Bob, another guy who's a kind of emotional part of the movie, kind of, you know, he kind of looked at the head coach as a father figure, but he kind of always does him bad and disrespects him and is mean to him. So it, it, it's a really great story, great, great storyline. Uh, I think 
it has one of those you know it has some of those songs on there too like uh they're kind of like from 90s pop mm-hmm. they are Foo fighters that song on there it's like a big song on there they missed them playing uh favorite character probably was Besides the running back, what's the the, the little white receiver? Tweeter. Tweeter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dude right there. Yeah, Tweeter, he's a wild boy. Um, and, you know, he kind of, and then they had also the, the teacher, the teacher that worked yeah. at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bob fell in love with him. Yeah, Billy Bob fell in love. <laughs> we making enough money, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah get hard, I hit the teacher sometimes. Yeah. Too, uh, but, yeah, it, it was... Uh, I think domestically, I want to say, let me see. Actually, it had a low budget, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, it tripled its budget, looks like. It was on Wik- you on Wikipedia? Yeah. I want to say the budget was like maybe $8 million, and then he made almost 30 That's so, not bad. Yeah, yeah. so they, they tripled their budget. So, you know, so they did really well. Uh, but, yeah, great movie. And then it was also beginning for a lot of, like I said, Paul Walker's on there. I don't know if that was his first movie, but that was like kind of his first role that people kind of recognize. Uh, Ollie Lauder, who was his girlfriend on there, the, the cheerleader, mm-hmm. uh, the damsel in distress. Uh, they threw it at the backup quarterback who when he became the guy, uh, Jonathan Moxon, James Vanderbeek. That was probably his first. I mean, he's already on Dawson's Creek, but he. That's his first movie role. That's yeah, his first movie it was. role. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it had a lot of key players and uh, key guys that end up having pretty good careers uh, after that. So, definitely a movie that I check out. It's one of my, it's in my top three, actually, favorite movies of all time. You know it well, man. Football movies of all time, yeah. I mean, like I say, it's one of those things, like, uh, it's, it's a handful of movies, like, they'll come on now and I'll stop and watch it. Yeah. Like, that's one of them. Like, I'll still watch it, you know. I, I still look, watch the movie a lot. I can't, I haven't seen it so long, though. I, if I watched it today, it would be like i yeah. It's the first time seeing it. Yeah. Like, it, it and then the football side of it, too, you know, because most of these movies, like the football, actual football part of it, yeah. usually sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but the actual football part of it, like, they're actually running stuff. Uh, they were at the end of the game. I won the game. They're in, like, a little hook and ladder mm-hmm. to, to Billy Bob of all places. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the movie part of it, I guess, right there. <laughs> but like, like they actually, you know, the football part of it is actually pretty good. Um, it's not as good as Emmy Getting Sunday. But it's, I don't think it's far behind that, though, especially for high school. It's actually a pretty good actual football movie. So I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's one of those things. But if it came on today and I was just sitting at the house, I'd probably stop and watch about 30 minutes of it. Okay, let's let's go through the list real quick because we got one more week of uh, movie reviews. So we got The Program, we got Blindside, The Replacements, and Friday Night Lights. So um, maybe what we can do is we can both pick one right. or, or two. And then finish it off. Uh, because once we do playoffs, we'll be done with movie reviews. Now, I'm going to give you the list, Verge. We got Any Given Sunday, which probably everyone's number one. Uh, Little Giants, Longest Yard, <laughs> Waterboy, Remember the Titans, Varsity Blues, Gridiron Game, The Program, The Blind Side, The Replacements, and Friday Night Lights. So let's just do top five out of that bunch. I'm going to let you go first. Uh, okay, let's go from five. Let me see. Remember the Titans will be number one for me. That's what I'm, I'm gonna say that in any given summer, number two. Okay, uh, that's not. I'm not mad at that. That's one. That's one A, one two. Yeah, I, I that. I did enjoy the replacements more on the comedy side, but I did enjoy it. Uh, the quicksand uh, uh, scene always was good for me. Uh, <laughs> Waterboy and Longest Yard is hilarious, but. Uh, can't call them football movies. <laughs> Long short, I can't. I can't call Waterboy that. You can't. Uh-uh. The whole movie was based around football. Uh, I, I, can't, I, I can't. I can't. I can't give Waterboy a football movie. 
But longest yard, yes, definitely. Uh, I'm gonna go. The program is three. Okay. Now nah, I'm gonna go Friday night three and program four. My homeboy knows the program from start to finish. Yeah. Like he quotes so much stuff from that hey, movie. Was it Latimer? Yeah. Yeah, Latimer, <laughs> man. Latimer was some man. I will say he's on uh, any given Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think he's and, like, he's and Billy Bob has been in, I think, three football movies. Yeah. Like, he, that, that's what he does. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, as a matter of fact, one of the movies is one of them, like, joke movies. Like, like, like a, yeah, like one of the spoof ones. I want to say, like, a, a spoof one movie, but he's a football player. Yeah. He's playing himself again. Yeah. And then, of course, he, yeah, you know. And then, so I'll go five out Another of that team group. Movie, I think it's called. Another team movie. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Kev. I don't, I don't. If I did watch Long as the Little Giants, I don't recall <laughs> anything but the speech. But it wasn't because I, I remember it in the movie. I remember watching it as a scene, a great scene. Yeah. Uh, but just I, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't go with that. Top three speeches of all time, man. <laughs> I'm going to go right there with Michael Jordan. It's Face Jam. <laughs> it's right there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Shoot. Number five, I'm, I'm gonna go long and short. I'm gonna, of those. Okay. I'm gonna go there. Sorry, wanna go? Okay. Definitely, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put a, a number on them. I'm just gonna go pick my five, my Mount Rushmore. Okay. Uh, any given Sunday, there's probably some movies on here I'm missing too. Nah, we went through all of them. Uh, like the rest of them was trash. Yeah, like Brian's song and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. The Express. The Express. Uh, you know, actually, Express not bad. Express wasn't that bad. Yeah. Last Boy Scout, not a movie, not a football movie for real. At all. No. You want to say Waterboy the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Last Boy Scout. People, people getting shot in the yeah. Yeah. On the field. On the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what's that? Unnecessary Roughness? You know what I'm saying? Unnecessary Roughness? With Sinbad? Sinbad? Yeah, that, that's not a bad one. Come like on, it. man. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the hilarious side of it. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it still was a football movie. Yeah. yeah it actually was a football movie. You want to call it that? <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, any given Sunday, Friday Night Lights, program, Varsity Blues. That's fine. Was it? You said any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights, Varsity Blues, the program, yeah, Varsity Blues, Jazz Five. Ah oh, man. I remember the Titans probably my fifth one. Will be taking off. Nah, I said any given Sunday, Friday Night Lights, Varsity Blues, program. Yeah, and and remember the Titans. Okay. That'd probably be my five. All right, so for me, I'm going to go Any Given Sunday, number one. Remember the Titans, two. I'm going to go Longest Yard, three. Waterboy, no, Little Giants, four. Waterboy, five. Not bad. What about We Are Marshall? The radio. <laughs> radio. Man, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, radio got some, you know, it's not supposed to be funny. It got some... Comedic relief in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Two other movies I can't get with as far as like quantifying them as football movies is Concussion and uh, and what's the one with the the one where they were doing Jerry Maguire. I can't really call it. Football. Oh, Jerry Maguire is definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. It, it, has a good football scene it was some football yeah. in there. Yeah, it has good football scenes. But that was more like the agent stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's the one where the draft pick? A draft day. Draft day. Draft day. No, that's not a football movie. No, it's not. So I'll tell you what is one that you left y'all left off, man. What? Wesley Snipes and Willie Hurston's first time coming together. <laughs> Wildcats. Wildcats. Or Goldie Hunt. No. 
Stop. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie, man. I can't call it a football movie for Nah, no, it's not. Nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode 187 in the books. Uh, great show, y'all. So we got week eight. We're going to cap off the uh, the regular season. Then we got playoffs. Should be fun. My birthday's coming up during the playoffs. Hopefully we won't play on my birthday because I'll be mad if we lose. Uh, live from an undisclosed location, I'm Johnny Gill with Sean and Burge. We're out. <laughs>